Hey guys, welcome to episode 40 of Happy Hour with Ryan, sitting here at 11.54 in the p.m., having some of the good, finest Bourbon Love Honey Bock limited edition from yours truly, Lost 40. Um, they got to be one of the best breweries, uh, not only really in the state of Arkansas, but probably nationwide, and they had won two awards uh, for 2020, um, just Everything they put out is just great and just love their launch parties um, and just the brew that they continuously make. Uh, hopefully one day you want to get uh, one of the owners on the podcast, just want to kind of, you know, dive into the ins and outs, uh, you know, not only just really owning a business, but owning a brewery and just putting out some incredible, impeccable products. Uh, we got a fun field great show today um i want to throw some congratulations shout outs to two of our very best friends cisco and erica who finally tied the knot (laughs) right behind us uh man it's crazy our relationships really parallel so much i mean so close together um i think they're like maybe three months behind jennifer and i um we got engaged the same year um, I mean, it's and we, you know, we were in both each other's weddings. Um, but man, yesterday it was, you know, weddings are so emotional and, you know, inspiring and everything. And, and just to see two people in love, um, you know, Cisco and I dating back to 2005, that's when we first met. And I remember inviting him to one of the Sigma new parties and, um, Kind of shortly after that, I didn't see him for a couple years, and then he ran into a fraternity brother of mine. You may know him, Louis Mondragon. Um, and he said, you know, hey, is Ryan still around Little Rock? And he said, yeah, yeah, he's still around. And so he he got um, my number from Louis. And next thing I know, he's blowing me up. And, you know, I just, you know, some people cross your paths, and you just never know when you're going to see him again. So... Uh, he called me, hit me up. He said, oh, what you doing? I said, oh, not much, you know, school, whatever. And so we got together. And from then on, we, we you know, we kept in touch. Um, we even lived together at one point. Um, I was going through some things with my stepdad at the time. And those of you that have a step-parent know, um, sometimes it's not always the easiest to get along with them. And so... One summer, it was actually before I was coming back, it was 2008, uh, August, and I was going through the living room, my stepdad stopped me, he said, hey, you know, how often are you going to, you know, come down to visit, basically, you know, and I said, well, usually I don't come, but like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then, you know, pretty much summer, maybe spring break, and uh, he said, well, basically, he didn't want me pretty much around you know and I'm just like where's this coming from and he was slowly beginning to change you know his just attitude demeanor and all that even accused me of smoking marijuana and uh, where we were in the apartment building is actually coming from upstairs but so then I went to my room and I got on the phone and I called Cisco and told him what was going on and he said yeah man we can um you know, we can talk about it. He said, I just got a studio pad right now. And I was still, you know, I was looking for a job and 
you know, he was at the time working at Market Strategies in North Little Rock, and man, he pretty much, the rest is history. Uh, you know, I, cr- I crashed uh, on the floor for a couple weeks. Uh, we ended up getting a, a, a two-bedroom townhouse later. Man, it's just some of the greatest memories, you, you know, just, just being bachelors back in the day, thinking about that. And so, um, you know, I think uh, it took a little time, but we just, the bond just between us, the friendship turned into a brother, you know, just us being brothers, you know, kind of like a brotherhood. And, um, you know, I think we do anything for each other. And, man, I remember, you know, spring break trip we went on in 2011. Uh, we've just been through so much ups and downs together. Like, we almost... You know, we go through the same things, um, but uh, just very happy for he and Erica and, and Erica. You know, we've always thought of her as a sister, and she's just always gone out of way to do more for others. And we were just so glad to finally be able to do something great for her and everything. Um, you know, she's um, become you know, like I said, family member. Um, really close to my wife. They work together now. Um, and so it, it's just, you know, amazing to see how far we've come and just to think, you know, I might be, you know, if I don't hit Cisco up, I don't know what my next movie is, you know, getting into it with my stepdad and, but that changed the course of stuff. And, you know, uh, I was able to still be around Little Rock area and here we are now, you know, 2021 still here. <clears throat> and that's just a testament to how great of a friend and brother uh, Cisco is. And like I say, just congratulations. Beautiful wedding yesterday and everything. Um, so guys, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're always fall for your relationship. And so uh, that's why you're still together. So you, like I said, you're a testament, you know, to a lot of couples and very inspiring uh, about that as well. <clears throat> So as I take a sip of my Finester drink, so uh, as recently in the news, Kirk Franklin and his son got into a little argument and uh, in the actual, uh, what happened, his son was actually recording, took a video And his, his, his dad, and many of you don't know Kurt Franklin, probably most of you do. He is a renowned, uh, you know, gospel artist, um, kind of started that new movement, the hip hop gospel, if you will. Um, he's won Grammys, but, um, anyway, he said he would choke his son out literally. And he, you know, some other stuff was said, you use the N word, drop those bombs a few times. And then Kirk Franklin's daughter came out and, you know, was blaming the son and saying, oh, you're just trying to seek all this attention and uh, you're gaslighting people, you know, come on, you know, that's our dad, man. And, but I know, you know, the discipline, you know, uh, kind of leading to that, it's, it's gotten crazy over the years, You, you know, used to, and I kind of grew up in the old school, you know, if you were out somewhere, and a lot of people can attest to this, if you were out somewhere, or if you acted up when you weren't with your parents, you got whooped, uh, or they co-signed you whooping, heck yeah, he need his ass whooped, you know, and uh, I don't think that's 
um, really done too much anymore. You rarely see that. Um, you know, you got people, you know, uh, if you don't discipline them, it, you know, at that point, it seems like you you never get around to doing it, you, you know, but when I was growing up, you got discipline on the spot, but, you know, his son is older and, you know, it's just crazy, you know, kids now threatening, you know, oh, I'm going to call CPS, you know, Child Protective Services and whatnot, and, you know, back then, shoot, we didn't have cell phones, I and mean, we had landline phones or whatever, but we wouldn't even think about, uh, you know, uh, calling the police or something like that, you know, if you're acting up, you, you know, you deserve to get your, your butt whooped, but it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds out, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, now they got families going to therapy if, if CPS is called, um, so, you know, with with him threatening his son, it's just something I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm sure he didn't really mean what he said, but then again, uh, you know, these type of agencies look at that kind of stuff and they're wondering if, you know, certain things are, you know, going on at home. You, you know, how's the home environment? You know, what's that like? And has this happened before? And, you know, they start asking questions, well, have you abused your children like physically? So, man, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, so after months of speculating whether or not he was going to retire, Drew Brees is finally hanging up his jersey. Um, man, that guy has just done so much for the, the, the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana. Um, he, he's played with the Saints, you know, 20-year career. Um you know, it's it's just crazy to think, you know, about what 16 years ago or so, Hurricane Katrina happens, you know, one of the most devastating disasters in history. And, um, you know, when he and Sean Payton, the coach, came in, they did a lot. A lot of work was done there. Um, and they kind of rebuilt that city. Um uh, and I love New Orleans. I think if the Dallas Cowboys didn't exist, I may would be a New Orleans Saints fan. Um, you know, that's, you know, again, that's where we got married. Um, just such a fun city, Bourbon Street. Just the culture, the people. It's just, no matter what you throw at those people, they just always seem to get through it no matter what. Um, and like right after Katrina happened, um, they make it to the NFC title game in 06, and then three years later, they finally win a Super Bowl, uh, the only Super Bowl for the city of New Orleans. And um, he was trying to get one more ring. You know, he was contemplating the last couple of years. You know, kept coming back, kept coming back, trying to make a run. And, and, and this year, they really had a good run. But uh, they ran into a guy named Tom Brady, who actually left New England, as many p- people know. And, you know, he's in Tampa Bay now. And, man, he, he fell short again, you know, almost four years in a row. You know, a couple years to the, the Minnesota Vikings and then uh, one year that horrendous pass interference that didn't call against the Rams cornerback. And then um, he had beat Tom Brady, you know, they're in the same uh, division in, in the South, NFC South and beat Brady twice and then, you know, it's just one of those things that's hard to bet on Tom Brady, like beating Tom Brady again for the third time. And, uh, you know, it looked like Saints was was possibly going to beat him a third time. And then, you know, Breeze, he just 
kind of came up short in the second uh, half with three interceptions. So, but uh, man, all-time passing leader, eighty thousand yards. Um, man, he touchdowns just hundreds and hundreds. Um, but man, he just you know he he's done a lot for that community down there. He he's he's probably going to be a father figure. Um, I'll always be remembered, you know, as long as he lives, you know, for what he did for the city. Um, and then it just seems like about a year ago, we're coming up on and here about another week or so. Um, and I was back home on the 20th, packing up all my stuff. And, you know, just so many things got canceled, including March Madness. Uh, you know, so finally, after a year, uh, we can fill out our brackets uh, and just the enjoyment of that and just, you know, watching everything closely, you know, having games up on the screen and everything. I remember at my last job, I would have like four games on at the same time. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, are you Ryan White? And I said, yeah. And so we had like Comcast was our internet provider. And basically, it, I guess it was slowing down the, the, the internet speed or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> So, but it was super fun. Uh, so definitely going to have a laptop when I'm at work this year, watching all the games. Um, they're actually doing uh, all the sites in Indian, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, uh, West Lafayette, um, Bloomington, just all the major cities in Indiana. And they're actually doing the playing games. You know, the first four that they normally do is actually going to be all on Thursday instead of a double header on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's going to get kicked off Thursday. So, you know, make sure if you're uh, filling out your brackets, go to yahoo.com and, and, and uh, you know, you can see the attorney bracket pick them challenge. And it's really cool. Uh, the SEC got six teams in uh, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas actually drew Colgate. Um, their region, uh, you know, got the work cut out for them playing Colgate. Uh, so three seed Arkansas, 14 seed Colgate. So that's going to be interesting and everything. So, uh, yeah, we just can't wait for that to get kicked off here in a few days. And lastly here, before we get to our guests for this week, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier streams on Disney Plus March 19th. So it's going to be really interesting with that. Of course, we got Anthony Mackie playing Falcon and Sebastian Stan playing uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, they're kind of teaming up um, the dynamic duo there. It's going to be real cool to see. I think they're going to try to get, uh, like, I think the government's won their own Captain America. You know, of course, since Captain America, you know, has pretty much is, is gone from the MCU <laughs> for the time being. Um so they're just trying to fight. It's just chaos going on in the world. So they're trying to find, uh, you know, who's trying to take over and everything. So it's going to be an interesting series. I believe it's going to be six episodes. And so it's going to be nearly about six hours all together. So if you piece everything together, it's probably going to be, you know, uh, um, it's basically a mini series. So it's going to be cool. But you see, Marvel is just, man, they're right after another. Um, so once this finishes up and, you know, close to a week, uh, excuse me, a month and a half, uh, then you got um, Black Widow, which we've been waiting just, it's just been a tedious wait with that. And so uh, May 7th is supposed to be that launch date. 
So finally, we'll get to see that. And they're also going to do a documentary on Black Widow. So they're trying to show some show some love to Scarlett Johansson, you know, playing Black Widow and her character. Because um, a lot of people feel like we didn't get the right send off in, in Avengers Endgame, you know, and everything. And just watching her character from Iron Man 2 to um, uh, the Civil War movies and all that and yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And then June, we got Low Key. And then in, um, in June, I believe June 11th. And then we've got uh, Shang-Chi and the, the Ten Rings. That's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to that. Uh, they've already finished that project several months ago. But uh, yeah, Marvel's just hitting one after the other. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting uh, rest of the year. And then, of course, we got Eternals, of course. And I've stated many times that's going to come out in November, followed by a neighborhood-friendly superhero, Spider-Man, in December. So it's going to be some really cool movies, and we got some shows and everything. So uh, Marvel's got it lined out from here on out. So, uh, yeah, we won't have to wait for, you know, like we did. We, we went a year with almost not seeing anything until uh, Division came out. So, part of uh, Women's History Month, we're going to highlight another uh, great friend of ours. Um, her name is Joe, and uh, we did this podcast a couple years ago, and um, just really great artist. Uh, she's got a website, jartisan.art. Uh, Check out her page. Uh, just phenomenal work. Um, she did an iconic, just impeccable uh, Black Panther wallet for me for my birthday a couple years ago and it's still holding up I still use it I love it black and purple um, so uh, but anyway yeah she's going to talk about her journey uh, this week um, and went to some prestigious art schools in uh, Georgia really cool really cool and so we get into that and she also uh, taught in Japan uh, for a while uh, that was actually after we did the podcast and everything. And she's actually getting married soon as well. So her wedding's coming up here in a couple of months. Without further ado, this week's guest on Happy Hour with Ryan is Joe Arianis. We're back with Joe. How's it going? Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, background. Oh, good God. <laughs> Um, uh, I am a freelance artist by day and dojo manager by night. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Wearing many hats, I see. Yeah. I uh, was raised in a little town in Arkansas. Um, left for... <laughs> left for a hot minute um, to go to college and... Traveled internationally and working all over the place. Yeah. So, what countries you've been to? I guess France. Uh, uh, are you talking about in total or recently? Just all together. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> England, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Spain, mm-hmm. France, Ireland, mm-hmm. Italy, China. Uh, that's a lot. Costa Rica, Bahamas. Okay. You have a favorite? Uh, France. 
France. <laughs> Why? I mean, I live there, so it's, okay. it's hard to not okay. love a place once you've been there for a while. Yeah. How's the culture there? I mean, tell us a little bit about... Uh... <laughs> I was in a little bitty village, so I it was very quiet mm-hmm. and serene and... Mm-hmm. It was a lot simpler, and okay. Um, market day was always fun, mm-hmm. but market day was literally every day. You just had to go to a different village to know which market it was. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I was in Paris, oh, that was amazing. Was, I bet it was Eiffel Tower. Uh. <laughs> I actually never made it to the Eiffel Tower. What? I kept getting distracted with like little boutiques and okay. cafes and yeah. shops and. Which you can, yeah. Yeah, I'd get yeah. myself lost Easily. and find yeah. my way back to my hotel. And yeah. I mean, I have photographs of the Eiffel uh-huh. Tower, but I never made it to it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm okay. fine with that. I really am. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Paris itself is mm-hmm. going to be that cliche that people think of, but mm-hmm. it was... I think I had an easier time in France because of the way I look. People assumed I was a local. Really? Until I opened my mouth and was like, <laughs> can't speak French, I am an asshole. Oh my goodness. Um, that's too, that's too I mean, funny. I could speak enough so I wasn't mm-hmm. completely lost and ignorant, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not conversational in any other language. Okay. I know enough oh, to wow. be like, hello, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> which way? So did you take any French in high school? Oh, no. No, okay, no. okay. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Oh, okay, I, okay been trying to teach myself different languages over the years um, on my own time. Uh, oh, nice. I technically, quote unquote, studied Spanish in high school. However, it's, um, that messed me up because my father's side of the family is Spain Spanish. And I spoke mm-hmm. Spanish with my grandfather and his mother um, when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I understood it fine, but I think that's just like how children naturally are. They're just going to understand language. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I took the high school classes, the, they taught a different kind of Spanish, and it just like messed up all the neural connections in my brain, and it's never made sense since then. Yeah, so you come from a big family, I'm guessing? No. No, you don't. Okay, okay. I come from a complicated family. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a half brother and a half sister. Okay, okay. So you're the youngest. I'm yes. Guessing? Okay. Neat. The only child between my two parents. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> family's complicated. Oh man! Isn't all families complicated? Or at least in the South, yes. per se. I don't know. No, I'm sure <laughs> families everywhere are complicated. Yeah. But something about the South, I don't know. Um. <laughs> Let's see, was, I guess it was a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I had to run an errand for the dojo. I went to an office supply store. God, this is slightly embarrassing just because of the context. And, but I get it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a gentleman walked up to the register to check out after me, and he looked at me, and he's like, Is your name Joe? Huh, yes? Mind you, like, I'm already, like, I'm just paranoid about yeah. just, like, random people coming up and knowing mm-hmm. who I am because of mm-hmm. just how life has been. Right. And so I was caught mm-hmm. off guard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Joe. Arianas? Why do you know how to say my last name right? 
And he's like, I thought I recognized you. <laughs> it turned out to be one of my cousin's ex-husbands. Oh, wow. Awkward. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, nice enough guy and all that. Mm-hmm. But he straight up looks at me and goes, your family is the most dysfunctional family I've ever known in my life. And I was like, wow. yeah, I can see that. Wow. So, like, that's that's how I'm just going to leave the family situation. Okay. Because okay. that's some stuff that should be in a soap opera or, like, some nighttime drama nonsense. Rea- reality TV People show look movie. at and go, that doesn't really happen, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's okay. Okay. But that's also why I'm the one that is the black sheep and I'm the one that yeah. runs around the world going, never mind, I don't want that crazy life. There has to be something different. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So tell me about, I guess, high school, middle school. Were you involved in any sports? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Lord. Um, I, yes. Mm-hmm. I studied various martial arts all my life. I've played basketball mm-hmm. for years growing up. That was the mm-hmm. main thing. Okay. Through, like middle junior high was basketball mm-hmm. um, left the little private school I was going to mm-hmm. went to Bryant High School which going from little bitty St. Edwards to Bryant which is giant was mm-hmm. a slap in the face in so many ways um, yeah I've never had culture shock as bad as going to high school yeah you okay What's not working? We have a visitor. Say well, hello. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to need assistance pulling his butt in the pool. I don't know, but y'all keep talking. Jennifer's joining us here. Say hello, Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm talking about the transition from St. Edwards to high school. <laughs> exactly. Jennifer exits calmly, somewhat. <laughs> it makes a face. It makes face. Um, yeah, no, that was... I had been easier time blending into Hong Kong than I did in transitioning between private Catholic school and a southern sports mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. high school. Um, okay. ugh. Mm. But um, high school is where I was like thrown into the world of art and uh, nothing's been the same since. So, I mean, okay. it's definitely that turning point. Okay. What, uh, did somebody have an influence on you to make you get into art, the art profession? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> or, no. uh, One of the uh, high school art teachers scared the shit out of me one day. Okay. Um, I, when I was younger, and I still am, I'm huge, like, science nerd and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in an AP biology class and I wasn't doing as well as I thought I should have been okay um I was really frustrated and I was venting to a friend after class Mm. um it was just the last class of the day was the art class and um going on about how I should be doing better I should be making like A's on these things Mm. but it just wasn't clicking and I couldn't Mm. understand why and my teacher Miss McManus looked at me and she's like it's because you're an artist why are you why are you trying to do all this other stuff when you're an artist like you need to stop that Mm -hmm. and i was like this woman is crazy and scary (laughs) i don't know what she's talking about oh my um but she 
obviously saw something that I didn't see mm-hmm. at all in myself. And so that was sophomore year when that happened. Okay. And then by the end of my junior year, I had been <clears throat> accepted to SCAD. Nice. So, like, right out of the bat, just... Yeah, I... That's awesome. I didn't, yeah. like... And I don't know what it was. Like, after that, like, it scared me because mm-hmm. she was speaking crazy talk and the world that I had set up for myself. I wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to go work for NASA. Like, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because a teenager knows what the fuck they're going to do with their life. Right. Oh, doctor, lawyer. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but sure enough, uh, she put some of my artwork in competitions and I started placing. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I should take this seriously. And I did. And just like dove face first into it. There you go. Um, and she brought recruiters out to the high school to look at my portfolio and the projects I was doing. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I just, I had the right kind of encouragement mm-hmm. from her and outside influences, I guess. Not the school itself. Mm-hmm. The school didn't give two shits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and cool. I definitely had the unique experience that I didn't have to worry or struggle about where I was going to go to college because mm-hmm. SCAD scooped me up so early. Yeah, before SCAD, had you had any idea where you wanted to go to college or no, that early on? No, because mm-hmm. sophomore year, um, I was more <clears throat> concerned about, like, I need to make sure I get straight A's in these AP classes, and then whenever I do the AP testing to make mm-hmm. good scores, and mm-hmm. that will look better, and I have to study for the ACT and the SAT, and... Like, oh, I was wow. prepping that way because mm-hmm. I needed to have all these great numbers to present to colleges. And I knew I was going to have to shop myself around to find the right program for me. Um, so, yeah, I know just like once I started doing art, it just like fell into place. Okay. And it wasn't a struggle. And then you go to you go off to college, SCAD, um, in Savannah, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Is it a big college or smaller? institution it is a private university okay i was just about that is it private yeah Yeah. i think i'd read that or maybe you told me okay it's it's a private (laughs) school um but then you're in there with the elite that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's all i mean mean, you get recruited out of junior (laughs) in the elite category is weird um yeah yeah no uh Uh scott is an odd odd beast Okay. Um, in Savannah, it is definitely divided mm. because SCAD is taking over so much of mm-hmm. that little town, city, um, and made it better. Absolutely made it better, but it's changed it in a way that old money doesn't like, and... There's such a clash of cultures. There's still gang violence down there. Oh, wow. Uh, I did not know that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no. Oh. My, okay, so um, a couple of summers I spent having foot surgeries done. And the oh, second wow. summer, mm-hmm. um, my parents and the guy I was with at the time, they were like, you are absolutely not taking classes while mm. you're doing the surgery thing again. No, you're taking the summer off. And... Um, I was borrowing my parents' PT Cruiser because I normally have a stick shift. And you can't drive a stick shift when you have metal pins hanging out of your Ooh, foot. Yeah. So I was borrowing <laughs> my mother's PT Cruiser that summer. Uh-huh. And we were in this 
real shitty apartment. Didn't know it was shitty. Red light district. Didn't know there was a crack house <laughs> catty corner to us. Oh, didn't my. realize we were at the edge of the two territories okay. until one night there was a full-on firefight out in front of our house and a tire got shot out on the PT Cruiser. And the cops didn't care enough to actually collect all the evidence off the ground. Like, we found bullets and shell casings the next day and had to call the cops to be like, come get your evidence. <laughs> and they are like, oh yeah, someone will be by between today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. Anyways. So yeah, oh. no, there's there's problems. There's lots of problems down in okay. Savannah, but they try to keep it hush-hush because of okay. the appearance of everything, and yeah. it's a tourist trap. And I was about to say, I was thinking Atlanta would have been where the crime was. But. Oh no, there's there's a shit ton of crime in Atlanta, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's normal, that's normal for a metro area. Okay, okay, it's, okay. I wouldn't say it's, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there's crime, it's a problem, but it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not crazy like other cities in the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah, because I know Baltimore is at the top of the list. Yeah, and I don't know, probably L.A. or Compton, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I feel <clears throat> the same level of safety walking around Atlanta at night as I do New York City or even mm-hmm. Paris like, mm-hmm. or England or sorry, London. Whenever I was there last. Like, okay. It's that same level of safety, the same like. Yeah. But okay. no, there's definitely like. You don't turn that corner in Savannah. Mm. It's this weird checkerboard thing down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you finished the scat four years, five? Yeah, five years. Okay, I, awesome. I okay. got a double major, double minor, so it took Good me a little deal. longer than usual. Yeah, yeah, knocked it out. And then going to the master's program. Yeah, that took me a couple of years. Um, I mm-hmm. moved to Atlanta at the end of 2010. Okay. Um and struggled for a hot minute because <laughs> oh. that's what artists do um, yeah starving artists yeah and i love that i love starving <laughs> starving artists I, I do just create an opportunity for ourselves you know and i was saying earlier yeah we're the generation that's doing that kind of trying you know it's doing it's what different. we can it, going into debt <laughs> well i mean i think you know, our generation was born with debt uh-huh we just had not been assigned it yet mm-hmm. um i don't actually like the cliche of starving artists because okay um too many artists have died literally oh. died because mm. they're um not granted access to like just basic living essentials because mm-hmm. people don't take art seriously enough to mm-hmm. be like this is a legitimate way of life this is a mm-hmm. legitimate profession like, but uh, it's you, you think it's just downplayed just like it's just pushed aside or well in America it is mm. America does not value or appreciate art mm. in the same way as European countries or Asian countries even um, mm-hmm. mind you there's different cultures in financial situations around all of it in different areas of the world but America in particular is pretty cruel to creatives Mm. um, because it's something where it's highly undervalued and not respected though you cannot look at anything around you without it being touched by an artist in some way an artist or a designer um, it's very well put. 
and it's if a lawyer can live comfortably off of their job though they do work hard and it is a legitimate profession they do things every day to help other people the same thing can be said about artists, that they work hard every day and they make mm -hmm. things easier for other people. Exactly. And, but American society will tell you that an artist is just a freeloader, hippie, whatever, and they are doing it because they're lazy and they don't want to find a quote-unquote real job. Wow. You know, <laughs> I've never how, heard it put like that. Well, but, that's how society but, treats... But yeah, but yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it just is. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting nowadays because you have platforms like Patreon mm -hmm. and Twitch and uh, even Instagram in a way that helps artists get their voices and creativity out there mm -hmm. to patrons, to people that want to see it and appreciate it and can help support them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's becoming easier. But it's also because it's launching these people onto an international scene where they don't have to rely on Americans to support them. Yeah. Anyways. Ding, ding, ding. Social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a guy, Jay Pierce. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's, I think he's from Arizona. You should take a look at his art. It's mm -hmm. really awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you, do you know who I'm talking about? And the name is familiar. Uh, okay. It's like J.Pierce. I think that's his Instagram I tag. I follow so many artists. Like, I, I yeah. keep them all straight. It's incredible. Uh, he's, he, he does like murals for like uh pools mm -hmm. um skating ramps like you name it he's pretty nice. much done it and it's 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 incredible it, it's really nice it's really nice so so let's see so you were in atlanta till when before you moved back um 2010 and then mm -hmm. uh 2017 that's when i moved back to arkansas okay so you know going back about a year um Let's get into the political scene. Uh, are, you so, talking about, are you talking about a year ago now? Or are you talking about the well, end of I guess, 2016 I guess when the apocalypse the end, the, the, the end of the... Oh, okay, yeah. I guess the end of... Toward the end of 2016. So it's been about a year and a half ago. When we're in Armageddon and we're told the meteor is heading towards the planet. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I, it, it, obviously, the cliche is one of the biggest elections that you know it's it's went down or it's about to go down uh there we have miss hillary and then on the other side mr bernie <laughs> if only it was just the two of them in the lineup yeah how different this world would be if it was just <laughs> hillary versus bernie mm -hmm. but it wasn't mm. somebody just had to run didn't they <laughs> it, i wish it was even that simple but it wasn't yeah yeah. Like every day, more and more is coming out, and it's just like, I can't wait to get out of this country. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to be in this country at all. That is so sad. Like when people say that, like, it's I, well, to be fair, <laughs> no, I've been saying this since mm -hmm. I was twelve years old. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, since the first time I left the country, mm -hmm. um, and I came back, I looked at my mm -hmm. parents and went, "I want to live in Europe at some point. Yeah. How can I make this happen?" Who wouldn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but. Lord, um, yeah, that election night, man, I was already in a really bad place mm -hmm. on a personal level, like mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, all that. I was not in a good spot. Um, 
and I remember I had to be out. I think I had a, a, a f- an event I had to photograph that night. Mm-hmm. It was a gallery opening, I think. Anyways, I come back, and my dad was in town at the time helping me with some stuff, and he had the election results up on the TV, and mm-hmm. I came in, and we just sit there in silence for, I'm guessing, an hour, hour and a half. And I finally turned to him, and I'm crying. I'm not making a mm. sound, but tears are streaming down my face. Mm. And I'm just like, what does this mean for the world? What does, yeah. like, selfishly, like, what does this mean for me? Like, my life is fucked right now, but what mm-hmm. does this mean for the world? Because right. this can't, <laughs> this can't actually be reality. This can't, can't be, be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chaos and violence and hatred and vitriol and antagonism and just so much negativity that has come about from that man's election it's nauseating Mm -hmm. um and you know initially people are like okay let's just be adults about this and accept it right there was even some people that were like they put out like a string of but now I just can't help but be like, it was so naive to even think that, like, maybe he would actually do something mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but gosh, two years into it now, it's just petrifying. Yeah, like I said, more and more stuff is just coming out. <laughs> it's like, what? what's next? <laughs> and it... And it uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in America anymore I haven't for a long time but that was that was the cynical artist yeah. me um, <laughs> one of no the first the first uh, larger exhibition I was in was mm-hmm. in New York City okay um, it was a group exhibition and I had um, a series of five photographs in the show that um were all weird, abstract, mm-hmm. funky images of cherries being smushed in various ways. Um, <laughs> and the artist statement that went along with it was about how our generation mm-hmm. was fed this American pie of a dream, mm-hmm. and it's all rotten. Mm-hmm. That you crack it open, it's just this rotten fruit that doesn't actually exist Mm -hmm. the American dream has already been ruined before we ever had a chance at the pie and holy shit has the last couple of months proven that Mm -hmm. just with the corruption Mm. and again violence and all these things and it's I was talking about that back in 2011 is when I Mm -hmm. had those photos up in the show okay um it's like this this dream is non-existent even though mm-hmm. we're still being sold it mm-hmm. we're being sold that we're supposed to go to college and right. being sold that we're supposed to have the nuclear family we're being sold that we have to buy a home and own these things um, but I, and it it's not where happiness actually is it's not where the American dream can stay at this point because it needs to evolve um, and evolving means you know, supporting 
equality for everyone. Like, it's like yes. Why, why? Why does someone like? I just I. I don't want to be married. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. But why the hell would I ever tell someone you can't get married? You can't have kids. You know what? No, go make yourself some babies. Go marry the person you love. Be adorable and cute and happy. Find your happiness. So, I, I just, I cannot comprehend why people want to control other people's pants. And, and they think and this idea is better than the, like, this is better than this than this way, you know, and, and no, you shouldn't do this with this, you know, because they're the yeah. same. Say- yeah, it's just, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I probably never will, but, <laughs> I just, you know. I can't. Because love is love is love is love is love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love is great. Love is beautiful. Love yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Why would you want to stop love? Mm-hmm. Why? Why mm-hmm. does it matter? Yeah. Because if there's not love, there's hate. And then here's all this stuff. And just it gets so nasty. And mm-hmm. I don't know. As soon as people try to control other people mm-hmm. in some way, it just all goes to shit. Yeah. And that's the problem is there's so many people in the political world that want to control so many other people and those minorities are tired of the invisible shackles and they're rising up mm-hmm. and becoming louder and louder again. Which from my point of view I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this <laughs> And politicians are some of the most corrupt people in on this earth. Yeah. And it and it's just but they're no they're throwing stones left and right and their way is better and this and that and yeah it's just ridiculous and it's just I don't know I and I do not have the credentials mm-hmm. the wherewithal or even the physical capability of being in the political scene mm-hmm. so it's something where I feel pretty defeated as someone with the right to vote and to participate in the political climate here because the kind of change I want to see and I wish could be enacted, I have zero faith that it ever can be now because of how corrupt the system is and broken it is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, I'm good. I'm just like, I'm, I'm fine. I'll, I'll give up my citizenship and go somewhere else because mm-hmm. I feel as a woman mm-hmm. and a woman with, um, reproductive health problems mm-hmm. I am not safe here mm. um, because of the way the healthcare system is set up and the way women are treated mm-hmm. I it's so many things can easily go wrong and I would be screwed all over again and I just nah yeah. Like, there's so many reasons that I, I just want to hand in my little mm-hmm. my little I'm American card and be like Bye. no I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a child of the world like let me just be real hippy dippy about it but like no <laughs> let me go somewhere else yeah. and I'll be an expatriate and and just be like yeah crazy Americans yeah, yeah. bye I'm out <laughs> um, I don't know uh, yeah did, did you think it was um, like a transition or we were moving the right direction when Obama was in office? 
or do you think I mean we know America's still messed up but did, how mean, did you feel Obama you? I miss them. Um, yes, we do. We love you guys, just, by the way. Michelle and Barack. Can I just, like, American sweethearts, they're so cute. I just love their love for each other. And I know. Daughters are just amazing. They, they just, were just the uh, American family. Like, they were. They were awesome. They were. Yes. They still are. Yes, yes. We miss them. The Obamas. <laughs> right? Like, we I mean, technically, he can run again if he wanted to. <laughs> technically, she could run. That's right. And there's been some stuff thrown out about her running. She outright said she does not want to be president. But uh, we would love if she did. I mean, yeah. Oof. I got thirsty. There's, um... Tea and other such things in the fridge. <laughs> uh, oh man! So yeah. The Obamas or Obama as president. Mm-hmm. He was. No one's going to be a perfect president. Right, and that's why I try to tell people all the time. <laughs> However, he was amazing. Like. He didn't cause international problems, and he didn't tear the economy apart, and he didn't incite riots. Like I, like I just, oh. Yeah, the riot thing. I just didn't. Un- I just didn't understand just any of the. Uh, I don't know. The world as a whole mm-hmm. was a much peaceful, much more peaceful place. I think it was yeah. when Obama was in <laughs> office. No, categorically, yeah. like there's, yeah. it's not really an opinion kind of statement. Mm-hmm. It's fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says something that this administration is so I don't even know the right adjective to use off of center that they've made George W. Bush's administration look sane and competent which <laughs> I felt like a little bit of like acid come up in my chest oh like, <laughs> um but it was such a relief to go from the W. Bush administration into mm-hmm. Obama's eight years. Mm-hmm. And things became stable and things were improving for so many people and so many rights were being granted. And I had health insurance again. And now I'm worrying about like my health insurance being taken away and just... And Jennifer's the same way, like, I mean, every year she gets approved, but she never knows. I mean, it's like year to year. Yeah. And then that's one thing she's like, if my grandma would have been alive, she would have been witness to seeing that, you know, happen. Mm -hmm. And it was so awesome, you know. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. It's like, people need this, you know. People have conditions, like, and of course they're just like, oh... You know, and I understand. Oh, my premiums premiums going up, or da 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 da, and it's more money. But I'm like, you gotta understand the other side of yeah. things. Like you, you have to know. Like this is what's going on. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was awesome. And yeah. so many people will complain about um, Affordable Health Care Act, mm-hmm. and like anytime someone would start in around me about that, I'd just be like, Do you remember I almost died? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, reason I didn't 
it's because that was available to help me. Yeah. Like, the reason I continue to get treatments and, like, why I'm able to go see specialists now is because the Affordable Health Care Act is what's giving me my health insurance. Otherwise, as a freelancer, I, I would be back in the gutter again. Like, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. No. Ugh. Anyways, no. I categorically loved Obama as the president. <laughs> I miss him greatly. Yeah. But I understand that he has served his time. Right. And... <laughs> He deserves a vacation from America. Yes. <laughs> but dear God, do we miss you? <laughs> Please come back. Um, uh. um oh, I, I just, I think I've gotten past the vile hatred of the current president to where it's resignation of mm-hmm. this is not my country, I am leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, he who should not be named as they call Baltimore in the, the Harry yeah. Potter movie. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even want to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Um, maybe that's a little overdramatic. I don't really care. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's still, I don't know, it's just so disgusting. And, like, the current things going on with Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. um, being challenged and... Um, the Supreme Court justice leaving and then the stuff coming out about him being a part of the campaign and mm. financing and just uh yeah him, his involvement with Russia yeah <laughs> and it's all interconnected I'm just like yeah this shit's been going on across multiple administrations mm-hmm. this isn't a new thing yeah fuck all of this and so that <laughs> does include Obama, that includes Bush, that includes Clinton, that includes Bush, like Carter, Reagan, all the yeah, all, yeah. It's it's this So just fuck it. Just <laughs> never fucking mind. Like you all talked a good goddamn game. But you're all full of shit and you're all hypocrites in some way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I might have liked a couple of you and what you were able to do. But that's still shitty. It really you is. You kept it under wraps and you kept it cool and you kept like the world balanced. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But man, that's still shitty. You're still screwing people over. Yeah. Like, I, uh, mm. and, and just get your quick thoughts. The the police brutality going on. Uh, it just. I. How do you justify like shooting somebody in the back and then you know paid administrative leave? There's just it's wrong. I do not trust. Yeah. The legal system. I do not trust Mm -hmm. the police. Mm -hmm. And this isn't in like this isn't in some kind of like conspiracy theory like I'm gonna go make a bunker in the woods somewhere kind of thing. It's just Mm -hmm. no. Like yesterday, coming back from running errands, there was two cop cars, um, sitting outside one of the houses at the top of the hill. Mm Mm-hmm. And my first instinct when I saw the two SUVs sitting up there was, what the fuck are they doing in our neighborhood? Why are they here? Why are they parked out in front of the neighbor's house? Like, I hope our neighbors are okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I was nervous because the cops were there because it was cops. And that's doubly shitty because my brother is a police officer now. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Which... 
gave me a different kind of perspective mm-hmm. on police officers because there was my brother before becoming a cop and how my brother is now. And it's something where I had to basically unfriend him on Facebook. Why wow, it came to that? Because of how his mentality and mm-hmm. um, political views and ethical alignments and everything like that shifted with him becoming more and more focused on becoming a police officer. Mm. And it's really disheartening that, and I don't get me wrong, I know my brother cares for me and Mm -hmm. I care for him, but it's definitely something that there's this tension now because I'm this crazy ass liberal (laughs) hippie artist, Mm -hmm. like freeloader thing that wanders the world that he's never gonna understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you a racist asshole now? Wow. And it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of breaks down as simple as that. Hmm. And I'm like, you're a redneck shithead at this point. Mm. I don't know how to have a conversation with you because you're talking about guns all the time and knives and chasing down individuals that mm-hmm. you halfway suspect did something not know they did something. Yeah, halfway. And and I'll be honest, like, if some drama happened up in northern Arkansas and I found out that my brother was the one that shot someone in the line of duty in one of these horrific ways, I would just be like, well, I'm kind of not surprised because he's a fucking cop. Mm-hmm. And they all feel they have the right to behave this way when they don't. And, and there's a catch-22 because I feel like a shitty person because I'm like, you're saying that about your own brother. However, he chose to be a cop and that's like the training they get yeah. is to be shitty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it rubs me the wrong way when there's these forced interactions with cops and kids and stuff like that to be like, look, cops' lives matter too. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're people too. We can have mm-hmm. fun with kids. How about you're probably scaring the shit out of the kids? Yeah. And they're doing it so you don't shoot them mm-hmm. or their dog mm-hmm. or their grandmother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or tase them on the side of the road when they're just sitting there. Like, I just. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I don't trust cops. <laughs> yeah. And that's. That's just me talking about, like, the outside political scene. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with, like, my personal experiences mm-hmm. and the shit system that passes for justice in America. Yeah. Anyways. One of my friends, uh, actually colleagues, I had him on the last episode, uh, Kenyon, and he lives in Maumel. Mm-hmm. So he was actually explaining last Monday how... A cop pulled him over, and he's like literally, you know, they always it's like they pull you like not too far from home, and so he has to, as an African American, explain to the cop, "I'm reaching into my glove box to get said, you know, registration or my license, or I'm reaching mm-hmm. my back pocket to get my license." Oh, by the way, I do have a concealed weapon, you know, yeah. is rich. I mean, he was just explaining like. 
it's sad. I have to, again, as a black man, explain what I'm going to do. You know, what I'm what I'm telling the cop I'm about to. I mean, it's just, and unless you're in that situation, nobody knows, like, yeah. how we feel when that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. And I fully admit to the fact that I have gotten away with some stupid shit mm-hmm. because of the way I look and the fact that I'm a chick. Like, I know. I know I have. Mm. And it, there's, uh, there was an incident in Savannah. Um, was that Savannah? Yes. Um, where it was after the second round of surgeries, mm-hmm. one of those summers. And so I'm not... It was like one of the first nights that I tried to go out of the house without my crutches. Oh, um, yeah. and but yeah. I'm still using mm-hmm. handicap spot because I don't have stamina. Mm-hmm. My leg is completely atrophied, and I'm trying to walk again and build up everything. Anyways, mm-hmm. so this cop sees me and my boyfriend get into the car mm-hmm. in a handicap spot, right. and that rubs him the wrong way. Even though there's a placard in the windshield and everything, he apparently gave it a fox. And so, pull out of the Kroger parking lot, turn the corner, whoop whoop. Yeah. What the fuck is this? So I pull over right there, whatever. Cop comes up and I'm handing him my stuff through the window. I don't even roll the window all the way down because it's hot as balls out. And he starts grilling me on like why I was driving the way I was driving, why I was parked where I was parked and all of this. And I was like, I yank the door open and I shove my leg out at him. <laughs> like, look. And I was yeah. like, and he was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Put your leg back in the car. And I was like, look at this. Does this look like a normal leg to you? This is what the other one looks like. It's strong and healthy. This one's fucked up. Anyways, my boyfriend at the time, uh-huh. black. Yeah. And... He was just like, oh, my God, Joe, no, Joe, what are you doing? No, oh, God, please, stop, oh, my God. And at this thing, so this cop is hearing someone else in the car talking. Oh, And wow. he looks through and he sees mm-hmm. Eric there. And yes. then the guy was like, you need to get out of the car, sir. And I'm like, why does my boyfriend have to get out of the car? What are you doing? Yeah. No, we haven't done anything wrong. Like, I am losing my mind. There you go. And Eric is just like, shit, 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 mm-hmm. shit, 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 mm-hmm. the entire There's time. There's the panic going and, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's which, just like, yeah. he and I both had very different experiences in this one stop, because mm. it could have gone so many other ways. And this was years and years ago before the political, social climate changed to where it's so on edge all the time. Um, but yeah, no, it was... <sighs> yeah. And later, like... Mm-hmm. He and I had a pretty serious conversation of him going, you have to be far more careful if a cop ever pulls us both over mm-hmm. again because of A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I was far too pissed off, though. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. White girl mode kicked in. Mm-hmm. And then Latina chick kicked in. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. like there was no stopping it at that point. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. I will never forget that cop's face, though, when I mm-hmm. shove my leg out at him. <laughs> um, so it was probably the first time something had happened with being, uh, I guess, interracial couple, but, you know, and then getting stopped by a cop. And yeah. 
then there comes that oh it's good you know we're gonna have this conversation yeah i mean we talk it out or we had already been together for years at that Uh point right so there had already been that already been okay so there had been other moments Mm -hmm. of tension because of the interracial aspect right um but never because of a cop at that point okay i had you know his family had said and done some things at that point Mm -hmm. um he had dealt with my family at that point mm-hmm. not my parents like other parts of the family gotcha okay okay my parents could give two shits oh yeah <laughs> about well, anything i, I like love that. your parents they're awesome yes <laughs> yeah they're just yeah. like yeah okay okay yeah i mean is he nice yeah, cool that, that's fine he treats you well yeah he good. really well <laughs> yes we and i remember we cooked some fettuccine alfredo oh, one yeah. time it was awesome yeah, first time i learned how to cook yeah, fettuccine alfredo was awesome alfredo yeah. from scratch yeah um yeah yeah, no, my parents don't give any fucks about mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. I wish people more were like that, with just yeah. warm. Of course, that's the world we live in. Yeah. But you know, only time but. I was ever concerned was when I finally told them that I was polyamorous, mm-hmm. and it like, didn't phase my father at all. My mom was like, "Okay, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I guess I understand. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. What? <laughs> my dad's like, it's fine, Kelly." I know it's fine, but I don't understand. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, they are. They are yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. So transitioning. Yes. Um, so what got you into comic books? Because uh, I know we have that in common at least, I would think. Um, movies, you know, superhero I movies. Me, I, I mean. <laughs> I guess you've always been in the, yeah, that kind I, of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like. Some of my earliest memories is running mm-hmm. around in a Wonder Woman costume for a year awesome. and watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, of course. So again, that's I, a generation. That's our generation. Yeah, thing. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I. You just. Yeah, just it was instant. Yeah, I didn't have to get into it. I, okay. It's always been part of. Always me. been part. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's definitely something that. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was told it was wrong for a girl to like those things. Mm-hmm. That like what. Why don't you play with Barbie dolls yeah. and My Little Ponies? Well, I do, but I also but I also my got G.I. this. Joes yep, and my Lincoln Logs and mm-hmm. my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Right, and I'm gonna read this Justice League book a bazillion mm-hmm. times and a half. <laughs> yeah, and I have my same three issues of Wonder Woman because that's all I could get a hold of. Oh, like, nice. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, and it was definitely a defining moment in my life when i saw the first anime i ever mm-hmm. saw okay which was um uh, uh, uh princess mononoke okay that was the very first time mm-hmm. i was introduced to any kind mm-hmm. of japanese animation mm-hmm. and it's still like one of the masterpieces mm-hmm. out there um and yeah getting into anime that was that was an intense thing yeah. that was yeah. middle school when okay that phase of my okay. nerddom happened yeah dragon ball z i think the first time i saw that maybe was 12 mm-hmm. i guess yeah yeah because my cousin he had bought one of the first dragon ball z games that came out for regular playstation and he got an emulator and everything yes! that was awesome yes! and i remember and i remember the budokai games yes oh my god and like they're fighting up with the, i was like yes! what is He's like, yes. oh, it's Dragon Ball Z. And that's the first time I had seen it. Oh, and my God. He would show me some of the episodes. And, yeah, it was it was incredible. I still haven't touched DBZ Fighter, and it bothers me. Uh-huh. Ugh. <laughs> I want to 
Anyways. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, no. So, I went, I saw, because mm-hmm. it was right after we got satellite for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was scanning through channels just seeing what was on mm-hmm. the satellite. And yeah. then I come across this thing. Where it, was, it was a car- cartoon, but it wasn't a cartoon. And then there was fighting happening. And there was this monster thing. And there was these spirits. <laughs> but then there was this really badass chick riding a giant wolf. And I didn't know what was going on. And I remember, like, I just stood. Uh-huh. I didn't even sit down. I stood in front of the TV in my bedroom, transfixed. And I think I was, like, 11 or 12. Okay. Um, I, like, I never sat down for the majority of this movie because I was so engrossed and just caught off mm-hmm. guard by it. And I remember just going, what am I... Whenever it was finally over, I was like, what did I just experience? And it was Princess Mononoke. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I scanned through the channel and be like, is it going to come back on ever again? And it didn't. I was like, I don't understand life. But then there was something else coming on in like a couple of hours called Akira. And I was like, all right, well, I'll check that out. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen Akira? I haven't. <laughs> Okay, well, it is very different okay. from Princess Mononoke, and it's very uh-huh. fucked up. Oh, wow. It's very fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it doesn't cover everything that happens in the manga, because the movie is like an hour and so, mm-hmm. and the manga is like seven or eight giant volumes of story, and there's so much... Anyways, so that was that was a, like, a one-two sucker punch of like really whimsical, magical, like heartwarming endearing like uplifting story to like the world is fucked everything dies yeah that's that's kind of what akira leaves you with um, uh. and i was like i don't know what i just experienced but i'm gonna go to sleep now um and then a few weeks after that i discovered toonami oh okay so okay. so rodan warriors mm-hmm. sailor moon mm-hmm. gundam wing dbz for sailor moon yeah yeah and, and then of course dbz yeah 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 <laughs> You've heard of. I've, 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 I've heard I've, of. I've kind of heard of. Yeah. Um, oh my god! In reboot. Yeah. Reboot holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. Have you been to Japan? I know you said China. I'm going to. You, Japan you going to Japan later this year? I might not come back. There you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be spending two weeks traveling across Japan in September. Um. Okay. And that'd be fun. I'm I've been wanting to go since I was eleven. Okay. Um, and so finally getting the opportunity, but now it's definitely something that um, I've already looked into artist spaces and mm-hmm. collaborative work environments and different things like that uh, to see if there's a possibility that I can that might be where I end up. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that there's a transition point where I'm looking at PhD programs over in England, specifically oh, wow. the London okay. area, because mm-hmm. a friend of mine is going to be moving there within the next year, and she's getting a flat that's going to have space. Um, okay. And we've already talked about it, and she's like, I'm getting a place big enough because I know you're going to come live with me at some point. I'm like, oh, I neat. love you. I love <laughs> there you, you go. so much. <laughs> you know There's me. the ticket. There's a the ticket out. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, good, because I was already looking at schools in that area for a PhD program so I know that that's going to be a phase but mm-hmm. I'd love to end up in Japan for a while back yeah. in France something like that mm-hmm. um, yeah no 
comics and nerddom though that is, yeah it's taken me a long way mm-hmm. um yeah that's what one of my freaking degrees are in <laughs> <laughs> i remember you said that once i was like where is yeah, this yeah. i want a degree in comic books <laughs> i have a degree in sequential yeah. art what the fuck is that <laughs> comic books i'm a nerd i got a degree in being a nerd that's right that's right i, I know how that's to right. professionally nerd it out yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk theory about comics <laughs> or like pacing within panels and uh, gutters and inking techniques and yeah. line quality, print quality. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but so and then so you go to some of the comic cons and is it Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the name of the one in Atlanta? Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. A lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm it's just insane. like. It's, you know? not, it's <laughs> yeah. not one of the biggest, or it's not the biggest one right. in the U.S., but it's big enough. It's definitely one of those things that I mm-hmm. look forward to it every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like a vacation, but at the same time, mm-hmm. um, first few years I went, I was working, and so it's last year was the first year that I was like I'm going to enjoy myself bitches he's going to be a fan and, and uh, fan of, yeah, yeah yeah run around just mm-hmm. do my darn thing and it was awesome and you had a booth set up there no I would, oh you just I worked would, when you uh, said or you just there I was stuff. photographing things for, okay um uh I'd go and do cosplay photography but then I'd also shoot some of the events because uh different track people or producers mm-hmm. would contact me and want me to photograph things for them. Oh, neat. Um, and then I've also done panels and workshops and things mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, which are always fun, but yeah. I haven't... I didn't put feelers out this year to do that because I'm like, nah, I'm good. I, yeah. I did three? Three or four last year? hmm And they're fun. It's a lot of fun doing that. I like sharing knowledge and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um... Now, like I saw the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage pictures. Oh, Cameron, yeah. Yeah, I loved them. I was just like, yeah. my goodness, awesome work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really Taking great. Jessica back again, just because it's me wearing my clothes and just having oh, I know. Face the entire time. every time I, I <laughs> every time I'm watching that show. Shout out to Christian Ritter, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. yeah <laughs> I no. see. Like, yeah. If I was an alcoholic, that would be me. But I can't be an alcoholic, so it's not me, and that's fine. Um, Everything else fits to the T, though. Yeah, no, yeah, man. Yeah. No, and there was a point where I was like, maybe I should be a bounty hunter. Maybe I should do private investigation stuff. Mm-hmm. I could totally and this see that, before, too. this is before I knew about Jessica mm-hmm. Jones and, and comic books. And then, mm-hmm. like, anyways. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to be taking Cora back this year. Um, working on an Art Nouveau version of Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, I have. Do you know anything about Steven Universe? I don't. Okay. okay. So I have a character from Steven Universe I'm taking. Okay. Um, Jessica, because it's fucking just me walking around with my camera. Mm. Um, then uh, Tali from Mass Effect. Casual Tali, not full blown. Um, Oh, and just like a couple of like casual day wear Wonder Woman's that's okay. kind of like space off of fan art and stuff like that, but it's definitely just comfortable clothing. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. And then I'm doing a group thing with a friend. She has a Supergirl, CW Supergirl group. Okay. And so, um, Neat. Agent Danvers. Oh, huh. 
Carol Danvers? <laughs> not no. Carol Danvers. No, I keep doing that. That's why I yeah. just say Danvers. Yeah, I hear Danvers like, bam. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the character's last name is Danvers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's the other character that I'm doing this cool. year. Awesome, awesome. We're well, just kind of winding down here. Uh, do you want to plug anything in case anybody wants to get a hold of you as far as artwork? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, j.artisan.art. Um, you can find me on Facebook, jartisanart. Um, that's my URL as well, jartisan.art. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, always open for commissions and photo shoots. And Sweet. All that jazz. Good deal. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm definitely... Episode will be uploaded sometime tonight. So I'll definitely plug all your stuff in and everything. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're a beautiful soul. Just know that <laughs> we love you. You're awesome. Thank you. You're good people. So yeah. anyway, thanks for being on. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. So there you have it. Another one for the books. Uh, Joe on the Ryan Express podcast Uh, a lot to take in and a lot to learn from this one Uh, hope everybody tuned in or will tune in I should say once this uh, goes on the uh, Facebook and Podbean pages tonight Uh, yeah pretty much kind of like said in one of our other episodes you definitely need to find your happiness in life and I think that means you know doing whatever it means by you know, necessary, uh, making adjustments in your life. Uh, that, that's what it boils down to. So definitely find your happiness. But uh, on a sad note, uh, my aunt Loretta in Memphis, Tennessee has just passed away. So uh, just keep my family in your prayers right now. It's my uncle's uh, first wife. I really didn't get up to see her like we had planned a couple years ago. So I kind of hate that now. But uh and she was been battling with cancer for the last uh, few years, so uh, man, kind of speechless. But uh, hopefully, Aunt, Aunt Loretta, you know, you know, you know, the the gates of heaven have welcomed you with open arms. And uh, hey, hope to see you one day. Uh, hopefully, we can join you. And uh, wow. It's a big loss for the family, but uh, just know you don't have to suffer again, and know that we love you, and we'll keep your family in our prayers. And before I go, I'll leave you with a little bit of uh, Mr. 901, and uh, you'll know the song when it hits. So this podcast and this song is dedicated to you, Aunt Loretta. Love you.
can't stop the I can't